Well, we are back here once again with another episode of the Iron Man podcast, episode 64 with Madness Comic Network. What's up, man? How are you doing? Nice to meet you. you. I I was checking out your channel earlier and I seen that you just did 63. I was born in 63, man. I missed it by that much. Oh, no way. (laughs) Episode 63 would have been cool, but you know, I'm good. This is there. Girl, um, but yeah, because my mom, you know, she's not here anymore, but she was born in uh, 65, actually, I think. Yeah, she was born in 65, actually. That's crazy. So you, you, you've you been alive for a long time, haven't you? I just I just started my seventh sir, seventh decade around the sun a couple <laughs> days ago on Saturday. I turned 60 on Saturday, so I'm starting really? my seventh decade. Really? You, you know, yeah. That's got crazy. Long, okay. Got a long way to go, man. Um, <laughs> but you know, but I wanted to start here because I think out of all the people that I've brought on that are involved in, you know, this kind of a space, this more like indie iron age mm-hmm. space where people are trying to build like, you know, successful platforms to like the mainstream and stuff like that, because people need to understand one of the biggest issues that people like you would ever encounter is people in the mainstream have already figured out for like years and years of work to make this happen. So like, as people know, the reason why it's hard to be an indie creator is because the mainstream offers so many things with variety of things, variety of companies where it's so solved to the point where you just have to basically for the, just pick out whatever you want to buy, click a button, you click it, it processes the information through however you process your payments on any of your debit or credit cards. And that's it. You know, like there are some people who are at that level yet, but not everyone is at that level yet to a point where, you know, a lot of the other indie Iron Age stuff is going to have to get built from scratch. It's going to have to be people that will build it and not be successful. There's going to be people that are going to be massively successful but not know how to navigate to the next point. You know, Then there's also right. the other layer, it's layers of growing because I'm pretty sure you watched Shark Tank before. You know, Some people go on Shark Tank not even, not even for money, not even for money or to even give up more equity in their company. It's to, get, it's to basically get more exposure to different people, different connections, different connections, bigger connections if you – use that word, so to speak, bring right. different people in, different audiences. So, you know, your idea was one of, like, my favorites, actually. I was like, he's he's had a, he had a pretty good idea where no, not not, not a book at all, per, per se, but you wanted to do, like, an actual network, like an actual broadcasting network, something similar to, like, what, what net, like Netflix, actually. Exactly. But yours would be nothing mainstream. People wouldn't really pitch you, like, millions of dollars for an idea or something like that. It'd be more like you are going to host multiple people's shows on your network, nothing involving mainstream advertisers. That's probably going to be a weird one to really, really, really work with. But, you know, because most people need advertisers to kind of survive in that kind of market. But, you know, it's going to be people want, you know, free content that that is different from where everyone's going to offer. Something will have to give, you know, you might have to give one thing to get it. But I think just having a few advertisers at the cost of basically having your own broadcasting network is it's pretty unique, honestly. You know, so I'll well, ask you, what made you come up with this idea, actually? It's actually an evolution. OK, my thing started on Facebook, a little group called the Comic Related Madness. Mm-hmm. And I started it as, you know, a, hey, guys, look what I got today. And we show off our comics, right? Mm-hmm. That was how it started. And then, you know, the dreaded C took everything out 
about I'd only been doing this for a couple months and all the cons went down. All my friends are like, dude, what am I going to do? I can't sell no books. I started a thing called CromCon. Mm -hmm. And we came out for a full weekend every month. And one creator after another, indie creators, you know, Mm -hmm. big guys, they don't need me. They got Marble Mm -hmm. and DZ and everybody marketing for them. They don't need me. Okay. These little guys that have a campaign that's only got 35, 40 backers, they need me. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I started doing CromCon and I would have just one guest after another all day, Friday, all day, Saturday, all day, Sunday. And we'd help them promote their stuff. Mm-hmm. So we did that for about 38 months mm-hmm. to just, just recently I stopped doing it because I started doing this and I just don't have time to do both. We run 30, 40 weekly shows, you know, on the network. Um, what's happening right now is what, what I call the beta test. Mm-hmm. I started on, I, I went from Facebook to YouTube and I started my YouTube channel mm-hmm. and I told everybody, Bring your shows over here. Mm-hmm. I'll show them on this one place. Now, you guys can all still show them on your, your channels, but I'll show mm-hmm. them all on this one place, and we'll start to de- develop a following. And if I can get enough people together that would provide consistent content, mm-hmm. then I have a vision for the next level. Okay, so for about eight months, we've been doing this beta test, and we've mm-hmm. had everybody providing content and it's been fun but youtube is youtube and the overlords they're gonna get you okay mm-hmm. there's no way my channel will ever be monetized because there's too many people involved in it they would never monetize me most mm-hmm. of the people i work with don't have enough subscribers watch mm-hmm. hours whatever to be monetized mm-hmm. right okay so i'm like <laughs> I'm going to build a Roku channel. I have a friend, Max DeVille from Atrocity Press. He built Hart Fisher's American Horse Channel. He built Hart Fisher's American Horse Classic, which are two very popular Roku channels, right? Mm -hmm. He's built like six of these things already. And I went to Max and I was like, yo, dude, we need a place for us. We need a place where we can talk Mm -hmm. about whatever we want to talk about. YouTube ain't going to shut us down. Like, we have the Horror Movie Club, Brian Criscow show, right? Mm-hmm. Shows a trailer on YouTube and black screen. Five minutes of the show just blacked out. The show's still going on. Everybody in the panel's still talking. But if you were watching, you just missed five minutes of that show. For no reason. They're talking about a trailer that was shown on network TV a million freaking times. It didn't make sense to me that we all... We have to worry about it, about what we say. You know, this is supposed to be America. It's supposed to be able to free speech as long yeah. as not inciting violence towards others, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. We can't talk about anything on YouTube without getting struck down. Facebook, you got scammers on Facebook stealing your, trying to steal your audio content to lay claim against your content because mm-hmm. of some audio. Okay. Mm-hmm. All the time, every video we do, I have to argue with Facebook about no, this is ours. Those mm-hmm. guys are scammers. This is ours, mm-hmm. right? I shouldn't have to do that. They should investigate them mm-hmm. first. Are they real? 
do they really have a claim against what we're doing? No, usually they don't. And as soon as you dispute it, it goes away. But why should I have to mess with that? So I decided we're going to build a Roku network. And the only thing we're going to, the only entity we're going to be holding to are the FCC and the DMCA. That's it. Mm-hmm. If they tell me I got to take something down, then I'll get with the show owner and go, hey, look, here's a copy of your show, but I got to take this down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. But it's going to play first. You know, you're going to mm-hmm. get your uh, ad revenue for it and whatever. And mm-hmm. that's the other thing. Um, you guys know you get like $3 CPM on, on YouTube. They're making like 22 on your ads. They're giving you like three. Right. Okay. I mean, I do that. 50% straight cut. Okay. Any mm-hmm. ad revenue generated by your show, you're going to get 50% of that ad revenue, period. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so we're not going to be making more than you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And ours, of course, goes towards maintenance and upkeep and paying for the servers and everything next year. Mm-hmm. Rolling. But our, uh, we have a kick, a Kickstarter campaign right now. Yeah. To fund to fund this, okay? Because mm-hmm. I ain't got five grand throwing this. <laughs> but that's bottom bones. What the deal was that Max gave me to do this. Mm-hmm. Now he gave us a serious serious deal. He's gonna be putting a lot of time in this, and he ain't gonna be making very much. Mm. Okay. So what was his deal? Um, he told me, you know, it's like um, he would set the whole thing up. Do the whole thing. He he told me what all the server, what the servers, what the analytics streamers, everything. We added in uh, professional streamyard. So if you want to bring your show over here, you don't even have to pay for streamyard anymore. You just use ours. Mm-hmm. You know. So right now, okay, like say you didn't want to a- upload any content, you just want to bring this show to the Roku channel starting January first mm-hmm. and going forward for twenty five bucks. For 25 bucks, we're going to set your show up and you're going to have content up. Everything you give us will go up all for the whole year. All right. So there's going to be people. So the people that are that are going to obviously use this, I'm going to just, you know, ask you what they would normally ask you. That way, people who are just watching this for the first time will know. Okay. So let's say a person like myself, I, I've been doing, honestly, I'm more of a veteran doing this actually too. So I've been doing this since like 2015, podcasting. I've started around 2020. You know, mm-hmm. I've been a person where, you know, I've rebooted shows, throwaway shows, right. but this, this show right here, the one that you're on currently right now is my, the main show I use for all my entertainment content. Right. Right. So I could give you my older episodes. Cause as you know, I don't want to just upload an episode randomly like 60. So I could give you my older episodes and you could put them up in order. That way it, it could just also like be. Netflix. Okay. Yeah, they can mm-hmm. Just binge watch your whole thing. No, there are limits to how many levels. shows. A person could give you so like let's say i have two shows one for entertainment purposes and one for like league of legends so mm-hmm. so would you charge someone more if they had two shows actually um this this is how we have it laid out okay mm-hmm. like you you bring it you want to bring your content to our platform yeah let's okay. say mm-hmm. we have four different tiers on the on the campaign mm-hmm. and you pick the one that fits you obviously okay like um if you have uh, this show has 64 episodes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we have a tier that's $75. We set you up and we upload to up, up to 50. Then the next tier up is I think $125 and we'll upload up to 200. Mm-hmm. 
-hmm. Now you've got enough space there where you can get both your shows in because we're going to give you up to 200 up, um, um, uploads for that $75. Mm, okay. And everything you upload going forward for the whole year. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we're, you know, I mean like Max is doing all this work for next to nothing, dude. Really? Mm -hmm. I mean, seriously, next to nothing. There, none of us will ever get a deal like this to go to Roku ever again, man. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I know that for a fact. I'll never meet somebody mm -hmm. that's going to cut me in like this and, and cut me a deal mm -hmm. like this to bring all my friends to a new platform. Mm -hmm. For me, it's an untapped audience. I look at Roku for comic content. There's like two channels and they have like one show a week. How many average viewers do they get usually? I, I mean, I don't. I didn't. Even, I was just like blown away that there was not. We're not there. We're not represented there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. We need. I want to be first, bro. We need to get this over there. Get it rolling. That's what I was. Yeah, I had, I had a very similar idea with that with here because you know here is all based around like politics, and I thought yes. to myself, well, if the platform gets a little bit more bigger and bigger, if I was someone already on here doing like movie, TV, anime reviews right. of all the like streaming and shit like that. People would just come to me. If no one else is doing it, I would just be the person that would be doing it. I could have all those people. Now, in theory, technically that is like hoping. But then again, that's a if you're the only person and it does pop right. off and become big, you're set essentially. Well, see, you know? I, I looked at Rumble too like two years ago. I have like a thousand videos up over here on Rumble. Mm. But I I didn't live stream to Rumble. They didn't have a live stream then. You just you just uploaded yeah, your videos, uh -huh. right? Right. I couldn't get I couldn't get a foothold after a thousand freaking videos, and I would didn't really have any kind of footprint here. I was like, eh, I'll come back later. Yeah. Just like you said, you're hoping that it'll you know pick up. I mean, I have a lot of friends over here now that are using it, but it's still a political platform. Yeah, the, the monetization on here is is pretty bad if you're not, like, anywhere – like, not, not even Steven Crowder level. The Like, some of the Geeks and Gamers people, you know, like Nina Infinity and, like, uh, right. like people like her, if you had her numbers over here, you'd probably make a decent living, honestly. But those are pretty high numbers. Those are a lot of numbers. Like, those are big. You need to be, like, in the thousand followers area even to even hit some level of money like that, you know? And see, this is my thing. Those people that watch that over-the-top TV, the people that use Tubi and all those streaming services for free, they go through it. You, you, you can get stuck there looking for something to watch, right? And you just click, yeah. click, 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 mm -hmm. click. That's what I want our channel to be like the day mm -hmm. we go live, where somebody goes there and there's so much content that mm -hmm. they just get stuck there, Right. This is the goal, okay? Now, I already have, like you said, 30, 40 weekly shows and 2,300 videos to upload already. Right. Okay? Now, since we started the campaign, we've had three more new shows sign up. Uh, so that's another, you know, couple hundred videos we got to upload. Every time somebody new signs up, it's more work for Max, right? So I'm having a really good time with this. I never dreamed Dude, when I started this, hey, look what we got, little Facebook group. I never dreamed that mm -hmm. something like this would happen. But you know that snowball going down the hill? Mm -hmm. And it's just going faster and getting bigger, and it's getting out of control, <laughs> and I can't do it anymore. And I grabbed this guy, and I grabbed this guy. Help me out. Um, I didn't know nothing about StreamYard tech and, and trying to run an 
actual show. I mm-hmm. jumped into that crime con thing with zero experience mm-hmm. other than, you know, like some radio 30 years ago, right? That was it. Okay. But I didn't have no tech experience with, you know, any coordination, anything like that. It was horrible. Okay. But we kept fighting and we kept mm-hmm. doing it. We kept doing it. We kept doing it. Now we have, we just have fun. We have a lot of great shows. Uh, uh-huh. Silverline Comics does a show on our network, or does three shows on our network. We got the Horror Movie Club. Uh, a couple of shows that I used to do that I basically gave away to other people because I didn't have the time to actually do the shows anymore. Uh-huh. I'm trying to build this thing, you know what I mean? So I gave the Tuesday Morning Brew to a nice young lady named Lori Calcaterra, who is the author of Path of the Pale Rider. Uh, she's the um, creator of Path of the Pale Rider comic comic series that's really good, where uh, there is no more death. Even if you get even if you get blown away, you're still walking around a zombie until you just like until you like dissolve away. You know what I mean? Right. It's like nothing dies. The bugs don't die. The animals mm-hmm. don't die. You know, it's like totally trippy world. She yeah. I was chain. I was going through your YouTube channel. There's a lot of shows here. A lot of episodes in there too. You know. <laughs> yeah. What what's what's the big biggest show you have? But probably Monday Madness, right? Um. Well, Monday Madness is my best show. But mm-hmm. we uh, Chuck Dixon, you know, the guy who created Bane, he does a show on our network called Ask Chuck Dixon. He just joined the Ripperverse, actually. Just for those of you who don't know that, Chuck Wait, is now part of the Ripperverse. You're in contact with Chuck Dixon, the Chuck yeah. Dixon. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, wow. Mike Barron, Mike Barron's show is on our network, the Baron Earl show. Um, That's crazy, but, dude. Um, I've been having. I started doing this to promote people, right? I mm-hmm. mean, ser- when I got serious about it, these guys have given me a lifetime of entertainment. People like mm-hmm. Chuck. People like Mike, okay, mm-hmm. um, all the grades. Okay, they give me a lifetime of entertainment. Mm-hmm. I'm just giving something back, you know. And to me, indies is the true lifeblood of comics right now. It's not backed up by a corporate conglomerate that's movies and toys and mm-hmm. you know what I mean. You guys are the actual pioneers trying to get something new seen, trying to get something new to become. Mm-hmm the next thing or whatever, you know, um, I just love the fact that you guys write what comes from you and not what you're told to write. Right. You know, you don't have to stay in the bubble. Cause right now you have a show on there live right now as we're doing this. Oh yeah. Still talking. Still talking. Yeah. Montreal X-Men. So, so what is that? Still talking are are a couple of guys, Ben and Jeff, they do a, uh, they have a comic book called still talking with. Mm-hmm. Okay, still token with the dead, basically. And it's just a stony zombie zombie comic, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but they have they do conventions, you know. I mean, they they headline conventions like panel headlining all over the east coast. They you know they're involved in some of them, like actual media in a couple of conventions. They're partnered up with a network called the Dorkening, which also does comic stuff and i mean music all kind you know another network like what i'm building okay i met those guys and i was like we all got to get together mm-hmm. 
So they started giving me shows to play on our network. They play our shows in their Facebook groups and on that. You see what I mean? It was like a yeah. cross thing. Okay. Now, when we go to Roku, I'm hoping they bring about 50 shows with them. <laughs> you know, yeah. but we still ain't in negotiation on what shows they actually want to bring. But that's one of them that uh, we've had Tommy Chong, Stoner Rob, Cherry yeah. Curry from the uh, Runaways. Next week, they Gina Shock from the Go Go's. Um, just all they get the stars. Okay. Those guys bring the stars to our network. Um, and then we have people like Lori who brings also brings stars to our network. She, She's amazing. Um, we're, you know, it's dude. <laughs> you know how I met Mike Barron was very simply when I started doing CromCon, I hit him up. He was doing Florida Man. And he had just got gotten uh, canceled by Reddit. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, you come on my show. Right. <laughs> you know? So like people are gonna people will probably ask this too, which is you know, what about people that have more or less so political disagreements? Like they're on different sides of the political spectrum. Uh, how do you manage all that? Okay, that's your show, man. <laughs> okay, that's your show. Good. You deal with that, you know. I'm just look, look it's like the CEO of, of Netflix, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he can pick and choose, but why? Why cut out half your audience? No, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Let them all come out and say that. I, I said free speech. I didn't say free speech for just one side. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's <laughs> like, that's the whole thing. We don't have a place where we can do that. Actually mm-hmm. have the discourse. Because mm-hmm. some places you can't even talk about it in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, don't, I don't got time for none of that, man. Um, and also like data mining, your information, stuff like that. I don't got time to mess with all that. Nobody's going to mess with none of that. Okay, <laughs> don't do it. Don't care. You know, um, you sign up for stuff. Nobody's going to share your info. You know, we're not going to mm-hmm. sell your info. I don't got time. Yeah, I don't know if people really want me stealing my information to be me. You know, <laughs> well, you know what I'm saying. A lot of people yeah. are worried about signing up to new things because they don't know what you're going to do. With yeah, it's true. You know, um, I can tell you right now, Max and I ain't got time. <laughs> we ain't got time. We don't care. You know, I mean, really, I'm trying. Look, this has always been about what I can do for the community. Right. Okay? Now, I built this from the ground up with nothing. Okay. I'm asking the people to help me build this. If you go to madnessrokunetwork.com and click on the link to the Kickstarter, you'll find that you can get PDFs from a bunch of different creators. There's like 32 different PDFs available on this campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're helping us out, throwing a little money at us to get this thing built, we're going to throw stuff at you. Okay. We got t-shirts, you know, come on, swag team. You know what's up. We got t-shirts. <laughs> you got to have merch. stuff, right? Yeah. You got to like have it. some stuff. So for the fans that don't have a show or want to place an ad on the network or anything, mm-hmm. We still got something for you. Come help us out. Build this thing. You will mm-hmm. love it once it's built. I promise. And for conventions, um, convention runners, for comic store owners, whoever, if you have something you're trying to sell, we have very affordable 30-second ads. Very affordable 30-second ads, okay? Um, like, 
if you, you run a convention, you, you know your show's going to go off in July and you want six months mm-hmm. of ads leading up to that. We got you. We got a six-month package. If you're running a Kickstarter and you're one of them people that puts out your sign-up page two months early, mm-hmm. you got a three-month package. It'll work for you. If you're that guy that Ninja launches the day you launch your campaign, you got 30 day, we got a 30-day campaign for you. And we also have what I call the VIP, which is for, you know, we have friends that like do four different titles, like uh, Atrocity Press does four different titles. They put out a book a year on each title. So one ad, one ad won't work for Duke. Duke needs at least four ads, right? Mm-hmm. One for each yeah. book throughout the year. We got something for him. That's the VIP tier where you get to switch your ads out three more times after your initial ad goes up. You get to switch your ad out three times during the year. And pretty much anything I think of, if you're a VIP sponsor, you're going to get it, even if I ain't thought of it yet. Anything I think of, you'll be already be in because you're a VIP sponsor. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we have a package for, you know, if you want to go all in on what we're doing. And there's nothing on this on this whole thing that costs more than 250 bucks. That's good. I yeah. Mean, 225 bucks, you can have up to 500 videos uploaded and start your show on our network. For 225 bucks. That's mm-hmm. that's Max doing a lot of work, dude. I mean, yeah. seriously, you know, and it's like, mm-hmm. like I said, he offered this because he's one of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he offered to maintain it for the whole year. So the funding is the funding we're looking for is to play it for the whole year. There will be no uh it didn't work after a month crap. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. We're funding it to go up for the whole year. Okay. Yeah, because people forget like running this is expensive, let's just say the least. And and I know if this thing even even if it just maintains, we're gonna need another an extra server next year just for all the the new content that we're uploading. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. So I'm I have a lot of uh, good good hope. You know. I mean, I think w- this could really work, and it's something that we all need, and it's a place that just for us. You know, for the stuff we love. We have uh, one one new guy signed up is a. Uh, RC car enthusiast and he does R- RC car builds and he was doing like 3D printing on his channel of some ho- boat holes <laughs> RC boats right and it's like he signed up he's bringing his show to the network it's for the things we love hobbies comics movies I don't care if you do reviews whatever you do you got a show and you want to be ground floor on this now's the time and I and uh just just uh, heads up, if you come to us after the campaign's over, those prices are dead, bro, because now you're in Max's free time. Okay? Ooh, you put yeah. some time away for us to build this. But mm-hmm. if you come to us later, it could be double or even triple what's listed on that campaign. Right. So, mm-hmm. You know, uh, I'm going to go ahead and drop this link in the private chat for you. Yeah, I'll show it right now. I actually have it already ready. Oh, Give me right, one cool. second. And let's get you that. Also, for anyone who's watching right right now, I always say you know hit the like button. But you know, yes. just you know, you don't have to get you don't, don't give me money yet. Give me all. Give me your wife's uh you know phone number. <laughs> <laughs> See, just, you can say yeah. stuff like that on Roku, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh God. <laughs> True story. We had Doc Doc's coffee shop plays on mm-hmm. Wednesday mornings, right? Right. Three times this morning, Doc went, 
Oh, I probably shouldn't say that on YouTube. I'll probably get. <laughs> I'll probably oh yeah. Get <laughs> like three times during his show, he had to self-censor him. You know. He, yeah. We don't want that. We don't want you guys to have to censor. So this is your Kickstarter campaign right here. Uh, it's the Madness Comic Network platform right here. So far, you're you're at six hundred and forty-two dollars, but you haven't went live yet, right? Yeah, it's it. We just went live a couple of days ago. And, okay. Uh, okay. What I'll, I'll tell you, uh, horribly, a horribly funny but not funny story. Mm -hmm. um, Thirty minutes before the launch, my power went out. Oh no! So like other people from the network were out here trying to do the launch party, and I was sitting here. I my phone was dying. I couldn't even watch. I was mad as hell. But you know what I mean? <laughs> that just sucks. That's it. That is so. I mean, usually I'm using that phone to share out what I'm doing everywhere, right? Mm -hmm. Like to like 30, 40 different Facebook groups, and you know, to to the Insta, to everybody, right? The phone was dying, and the power was out, so I couldn't even like promoted out while it was being launched and i was just <laughs> so bummed out <laughs> that fucking sucks so bad Jeez. but basically this this says it all you know it's like mm -hmm. are you tired of ads every eight minutes and every video you're trying to watch you know i mean you can set as a showrunner you can set this up so your show plays ads at the beginning and the end and no breaks in the middle at all and your show just mm -hmm. plays like it's supposed to you can also, and this is something that's very important for showrunners, you can have your own in-show ads. Mm -hmm. You can have your own sponsors for your show. It's got nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? The Roku ads right. are going to play before your show, and we're going to split that that revenue with you. Mm -hmm. But you can have your own sponsors and in-show ads and all that. That's totally up to you. Now, the team is very important, okay? Um, a great idea it says there is only a great idea if you surround yourself with the right people. Mm -hmm. Then and only then does a great idea become a reality. Okay? Those people right there, this don't happen without every one of them. Every one of them. You got yes. uh, a couple of comics gate. You got a couple of just regular people. You, you see what mm -hmm. I'm saying? I don't believe in the fence. Right. I, I don't believe in that fence. Okay. I'm I'm one of them people that <laughs> I've seen that comment. <laughs> yeah, so if I bring over uh X videos, I'm over here just strutting inside all these hot chicks. Oh, know? that's smooth, man. That's good. And X videos like wants to put their ads on your platform. You're like, okay, cool. I guess I'll just get sponsored by OnlyFans then, you know? Yeah. Hey, you do what you gotta do, right? <laughs> but mm. one one of the things that like since I started doing this, I've, I've seen all the culture war crap and everything going back and forth between everybody. And the one thing that I learned is that um, we we work on a fence. Okay, right. we all work on a fence. And the farther away, you know, you know how like if you have a fence and there's a dog on each side of it, you notice now right. that that track by the fence is all nice and clean. There ain't no shit there. It's like dudes, dogs just be running right there all the time, right? Hmm. But the farther away from the fence you get, the more shit you could possibly step in. That's the way I view the culture war. The farther away you get from the fence, it doesn't matter which side. Mm -hmm. The farther away you get from the fence, the more shit you're going to walk in. Mm -hmm. I try to stay near the fence and provide a, a product for everybody. Okay, Cromcon was for everybody. 
them. I didn't care what your political was. If you had a product to promote, something you were selling, and there were no cons for you to do that at, that's what CromCom was for. Bring, come on out, you know. Um, this is no different. I don't care, you know, what if, if your fans watch your stuff, that's your business. That's your money. That's your ad revenue. Yeah, I'm going out and getting sponsored by Jerkmate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you see what I'm saying? It's yeah, like yeah. there's no there's no reason for everybody not to be able to to get their own message across. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's no reason for anybody to step on what people are saying. Like YouTube, you know, leans hard left. They stomping on them people on the right. You know that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I just don't see them. The- you're basically, for for lack of better terms, you're going to be like the Netflix for the Iron Age, essentially. I'm, I'm, I'm the indie Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and like <laughs> except, I said, but, except you'll be producing good stuff, actually, right? <laughs> well, like I said, that's up to you guys. <laughs> that, I mean, the showrunners are the ones that. I have to worry about my show's got to be good. Monday night. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, I mean, everybody's got to be responsible and accountable for their own stuff, mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, if you do something and the DMCA sends me an email and they're like, dude, you got to take that down, I'm, I'm going to package it up for you nice and pretty and send you an email with your video saying mm-hmm. I had to take it down. But here, you can go put it wherever you want. Wait till they take it down over there. You know what I mean? But it's like, I'm not just going to bury it and it never gets seen again. I'm going to give you a copy of it. You're going to have it to do with what you want, but I'm going to follow the rules when it comes to the DMCA, which is yeah, that's the you know, copyright, you know, <laughs> yeah. you know, those guys. Uh, and the FCC, if they come to me and say, hey, that was illegal, <laughs> that might come down. And then if we get the FBI raiding people's houses, that show might need to be burned to the ground. <laughs> See, that's that's the one thing I worry about is, you know, the what do they call it, swatting? Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, that ain't cool. That ain't cool, sending the cops to somebody's house when you know they ain't doing nothing wrong. That's just, you know. And people do that. Mm. Um, so, so also, um, like, like I said, I do have a, a YouTube channel, which mm-hmm. we're basically we're going to monetize them once we launch the Roku. Right. Yeah. Because you guys, because I know YouTube changed their rules for the monetization. Now you just have to hit like 500 subs to basically essentially get monetized. Right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't mean I want to be monetized. I mean I'm going to monetize them. I'm going to use them for all the ads for our Roku channel. <laughs> Play all our ads over there, man. Oh, That's all to be do. fair, for YouTube, they give you money. You can also just do whatever you want with it at that point, you know? Well, yeah. So you can essentially have, like, a revenue stream from YouTube just abiding by whatever shit rules their fucking platform abide by. Then you just use the money for your uh, streaming service, actually. I think no, they I just want, idea a lot, yeah. They want shorts over there on YouTube now, right? Oh, God, yeah. I'm going to give them a 30-second short saying, go watch my show on YouTube. <laughs> right mean, on Roku. Go watch my show on Roku. I'm going to give them shorts. I'm going to give them exactly what they want. Yeah. Right? So but this is going to go through the actual, like, Roku channel, right? This is going to be a Roku network of its own. Just just like view okay, on demand. Mm-hmm. A view on demand, just like Netflix, where you can binge watch all the shows. Um, now, as you can see, we got PDF bundles. We have the links to some of our friends whose campaigns are live right now. If, if you're a comic fan, these are all good 
good books. Waifus and kaijus. Waifus and kaijus, man. Kaijus and waifus. Kaijus and cowboys. Okay. I like that. It's a nice plan on words there. I like it. Redemption chapter six. Okay. Kaijus and cowboys is Freddie B. Washington. Okay. And Matt and Matt Blair. That one's really good. The other Kai Fu one is one of our showrunners, um, Ginge and Pedro. They do a show Tuesday nights. They're the ones that are doing Kai Fu's and Waifu's or Kaiju's and Waifu's. Yes. Okay. So you can check out their show Tuesday night and you can, you can actually get to know those guys because mm-hmm. they're part of the network. Um, Lori, the Path of the Pale Rider, she's part of the network. She does a show on the network. Redemption, that girl right there, Carissa Grant. I encountered her about nine months ago, and she was on book one. This art looks really good. Looks uh, great. The, the whole story is really good, man. Look, but you see that says chapter six. Yes, sir. Nine months ago, when I met her, she was doing book one. She's That's- just been putting them out, and I'm killing it. Boom, one after another. As soon as one ends, she's got to sign up for the next one. It's going up, Bang. Um, her and her team are like just fast. That girl got some fat titties. Just saying. Oh, that's my boy Tanner. Okay, Tanner is a, is a co-host on Doc's Coffee Shop on Wednesday morning. Mm-hmm. Tanner Hurley, um, dude, he's got a couple of good books, really good books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're you know, I can't. That looks intriguing. The Monsters Next Door. Okay, that's R.J. Carter, who is Critical Blast Logistics handles fulfillment for a lot of the big, uh, you know, like. Um, do you know Rini from Fiendish? Mm-hmm. He did her. He just fulfilled her campaign. Oh, I'm gonna have him on. Actually, oh, yeah, he's one of our dudes, man. See, yeah. now he's one of the people that got victimized by YouTube. They demonetized him Critical last week for being be part of our network. Friday, actually, they they demonetized RJ last week for being part of our network for reuse of content or something stupid like that. Oh yeah, what the so hell? This is, this is you know, um, YouTube is just playing right in my hands. <laughs> They're messing with all these people and all the and I'm building. You know, fun my comment, right? You know, yes. Luke. Okay, yes. the timing was perfect with what Luke did. Mm-hmm. Okay, Indiegogo was shadow banning people, Kickstarter's removing con, um, removing content completely. But Luke come up with something and said, "Free speech platform, you guys. We're not gonna mess with you." Nope. It, it's like, you know, Luke and I known each other for a long time. And the parallels to from what he's doing and mm-hmm. what I'm doing are yeah. just natural. Because okay. what Luke did, because all of us, you have him on. We have, we, we, we're going to have a show at one point. We're going to do a one-on-one like this. But I was moving that day, and I just I thought I was going to be done at the time, and I missed right. his one-on-one show. So we, me and him, we'll eventually set it up. And I wanted to ask him this. like He did a really good idea that I think this kind of scene needs. Which is if Indiegogo and Kickstarter aren't are doing that stuff, and it and it's potentially going to happen to anybody, why not just just get their own? own. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like people See, are going to all be coming over here anyway. Like, and plus, you'd be only attracting people that are doing that. People get Indiegogo and Kickstarter; they do many other things, right? Yeah, you yeah. Know? I don't care about the lawn chairs. I care about the comic books. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> <laughs> Now, see, what Luke did was time perfectly, and he started talking about doing this and started building this about the exact same time I started doing my beta test Uh on YouTube for the platform. You see, it's like 
we had the parallel idea, but in the different ways to do it. Okay. He had the crowdfunding site and the developer for that. I had the Roku plan and the developer for that. Mm-hmm. You see? So um, now the, the funny thing is, is, you know, Luke, Luke and I have had, we bumped heads over the years. Okay. Mm-hmm. A couple of times. But when it comes down to what we're doing for the community, we both um, appreciate and respect what the other's doing. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. been out on the show talking about on my comic. He, you know, um, we, we respect what each other's doing. We can even, probably say we might be able to be friends again <laughs> you know, because we are working together more now again okay um the logo for our for our uh madness network you see the little green troll in the middle of the logo holding the oh, it was you oh they just drew you <laughs> that's, that's crom bro that's that's crom he uh he actually has a comic book in life of his own actually crom does but that's for a different that's that's a, for the stretch goal okay one of the stretch goals is the first printed ash can of a crime story okay mm. but that little green dude holding that comic book in the middle of our logo i sent that to luke and i was like he's already holding the book why don't you just put that fmc logo in his hand so luke sent me back our logo with crime holding that little fmc book so that whenever we're whenever we have somebody on the show who's on fun my comic we can flashing that logo up there, you know, showing the solidarity between what he's doing for free speech platform and what we're doing for a free mm-hmm. speech platform, you know. Uh, and I did talk to him about doing this particular campaign as a side-by-side over there if we're getting close and we still need a little bump, you know. So um, Fun My Comic is not just for comics. Mm-hmm. It's for comic related stuff. Right. And, you know, because like I said, I talked to him about it right away. I was like, man, it's like I I don't even like Kickstarter. It's not a secret. Okay. But the guy who's developing our our Roku channel, he has a following on Kickstarter. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. The guy who's running the campaign has a following on Kickstarter. Lori, the guy, the the lady who helped design our page and everything, she has a following on Kickstarter. It'd be stupid for me not to watch this on Kickstarter. Yeah. (laughs) Half Mm. the team has a following. So that was, you know, the the initial plan. And I told Lucas, you know, I don't like it like this. I don't like to have to use Kickstarter, but basically my whole team already has an established following over there. Mm. So, And he got it, and I was like, but if I need to, can I? And he said, oh, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so if I need to run this over on Fun My Comic to get you know over the top, we'll do that. You know, we have we we do have some fun stretch goals, uh, and and a secret one, you know. But if we get this thing up to ten thousand dollars, I'm gonna take all this hair that you see, <laughs> I'm gonna cut it all off, and I'm gonna donate it to Locks for Love. Oh gosh. <laughs> and, uh. Hey, I ain't letting nobody near my head with the scissors in a long, long, long time, long time, long time. Long, long time, long time. I'm not good with people with scissors. I'm not good. God, people with scissors, those are the horror movies where they just start shanking you. <laughs> it's just, you know, um, I don't know, one of them really bad haircuts when you were really young. Oh, yeah, for sure. 
I know. That's, you know, that's what happened. And yeah, you, you, I had to really trust you getting near my head with the scissors or a clipper or anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I guess, because you mentioned the culture war, what kind of threw you off from, you don't really pay attention to any of that stuff anymore, you said, do you? Um, well, I, I watched too much of the, the, what do you call it? Hate content. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, somebody who's selling something to somebody else's haters, you know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. it just started look, coming across to me as uh, disingenuous. That dude wasn't trying to entertain us with a good story. He was just trying to sell a cap story about that guy to that guy's haters. Mm. You know what I mean? The trolls, all that. I just don't get it. I don't see how that benefits sales. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, the coaching board just like it, you know, I just don't see man. I, I'm Let them do what they're gonna do. Yeah. <laughs> just do you. Mm-hmm. That's what we're doing, right? Yeah. Just let them do what they're gonna do. We're gonna do us. Let me go you know? to your. Let me go to your channel really quickly because you had a lot of interesting, interesting shows. So, are you? Do you? Do you have a fear that a lot of the shows are gonna end up looking like the same thing, essentially, or no? Well, see, that was the wonderful thing about it is like we have a couple different like draw streams. Mm-hmm. Okay, where people go out and draw some of them, people invite open, you know, they open it up and they just invite like, you know, a bunch of people to come out and draw together. Okay. Um, there was a time when Monday Madness started looking like that. I was like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. We can't let this get off the rim. Monday Madness is supposed to be a show that promotes comics. It's not a draw stream. Mm-hmm. Right. But my co-host is, is a very dedicated artist and he likes to draw all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, I had to like rein him back. Yo, I don't mind if you draw while we're doing the show, but don't invite other people out here to draw. We're trying to promote comics on this show. Okay. So I ran in, I, like, yeah, we've been doing this for, you know, like just eight months steady with complete content, you know, with four or five shows a day. Right. So we, we realized right away, okay, some mm-hmm. of these are starting to look too much alike. That was why I gave the Tuesday morning brew to, to Lori. So it would be fresh. It would be her show. She could do what she wanted with it because I didn't want it to look just like Monday Madness. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't come back the next morning with a show that looks just like the one we did yesterday. So I gave it to a different host and mm-hmm. let her set her platform up. Um, we have a show on Sundays called The Show Offs where a friend of mine from the UK and I show off comics. Right. Like, right now we're going through Thor. Okay. We're about uh, issue 200 of, of Thor. And it'll probably take us a couple more weeks to get, get all the way through our collections. Yeah, it was crazy. And yeah. looking through like Thor as a character, he's always been one of my favorite Marvel characters, the mythology and history that when Marvel was putting out good stuff for that character, for all those different writers and creators based around Thor, it's, it's amazing. It's absolutely just amazing. I was a huge mythology fan. I'm um, seeing Thor on the cover of a comic book is what turned me into a comic fan. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was one of them kids, like a fourth grade teacher threw a, a copy of the Trojan war at me, but it was like a kid's version where it doesn't have all the slicing heads off and stuff. It was just right. 
mm-hmm. you know, the basic warrior store of the War of Troy, right? I was like fourth grade. Well, I'm now I'm lost. Lord of the Rings, anything I can get my hands on, right? Mythology, all of it. I'm reading all of it. And then I don't know, it's like 13 or so. And I'm at the supermarket with mom, and there's no spinner racks. We didn't have comic book stores when I was a kid. Spinner racks at the grocery store, spinner racks at the drugstore. That was where you got your comics. Well, there's Thor fighting the Hulk on the cover of Defenders 10. Mm. And I was like, wait a minute, that's Thor. Hey, mom, can I get this? You going to read it? Well, yeah, it's got Thor on it. Because <laughs> you know? she knew I was a mythology kid, right? Yeah. So that kind of set me off on the whole different tangent. And then when you start reading back issues of Thor, like you couldn't just go get back is- issues back then either. Like I said, there yeah. was no comic stores. There, there was no dollar boxes. You couldn't really get no trade paperbacks collecting all there the issues. There was no online stores. There was none of that, yeah. right? Yeah. So you didn't get to go read the old stuff until the internet started posting, like, you know, like mm-hmm. when they started doing the Marvel database where everything was up there and you could pay mm-hmm. to go read all that old stuff all those old tales from a scar and all that stuff in the early thor books was like taking my little mythology world and enlarging it just like they did with the star wars when the eu authors started writing all those other books right right suddenly i have all these other mythological stories to read i'm a comic fan now you blame that on Thor, you, you know, straight up, right? That's where it came from. And uh, then you find out that you got Hercules in there too. And it's like, before you know, you know, I'm just lost, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a comic fan. Yeah. I was, um, I was uh, late, later on this year, I'm going to end up getting a few like Thor omnibuses and a lot of more Thor stuff. I have Thor stuff. I just have enough as I probably should, but just going through like a lot of the old mythology based on the character. is just so, so beautiful. I love it. Oh, I want to show you something. Hold on, hold on. I got something here that, that you'll probably find seriously entertaining. Do you know Don Chin? Don Chin, Parody Press. Yes. Beard Zerker. Mm-hmm. Way back in the day, Don Chin did a parody <laughs> of Thor called The Mighty Four. And you can see he's swinging a golf club. Right? <laughs> Oh, I play God. golf. I play golf. When I seen that Don did this, I was like, "Man, I gotta get one." I looked all over the internet until I found one. I had to have one. You know, mm-hmm. this is the kind of st- entertainment. It's supposed to be entertainment. It's not supposed to be a culture war. It's supposed to be fun. Right. Be- if you're doing comics and you're not having fun, go do something else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You see a lot of bo- you have a lot of long boxes. Holy crap. Oh dude. Um probably about seven thousand books. When did you so was Thor the first character you got into for the Marvel comics, right? Yeah, Thor and this then the Silver Surfer, obviously, because Especially you didn't like that silver surfer that silver surfer movie. <laughs> Galactus, I love it. I don't even want to talk about movies. (laughs) Especially that one, because that one is just the horse. No, when I tell you who my third favorite character is, you'll know why I don't want to talk about the movies. Conan? Electra. Oh, good. Yeah. Did they, like, just ruin her in the first movie? Did they just water her character down to the point of nothing? 
rule. They opened their fucking ass cheeks and shit on that character. Right from the get, bro. Right from the get. I was like, <laughs> and and I looked at every movie after that with that side eye. Like, what you gonna do to this one? Mm-hmm. Every one of them since then. It's crazy because the Daredevil movie, Marvel. outside of Michael Clark Duncan and that first, that Daredevil movie sucks too. But with Ben Affleck, that one's not good. I don't know where people think that movie is good at. That movie's terrible. That movie's it, awful. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's like she's an assassin. She mm-hmm. kills people on the reg with no remorse whatsoever. Doesn't care. Yeah. So the first movie they put her in, she doesn't even get to kill anybody. <laughs> she becomes some little kid's nursemaid or whatever. Wasn't it, you know? was Ben's, uh, was, uh, was it Jennifer Gardner? Was Electra? Yeah. Yo, yeah. God. Jeez, fucking horrible, dude, dude. Please, <laughs> I, I ain't been able to get behind any of the movies since because I go in like the only one that I went in thinking this might be okay was was the first Venom movie because I knew it wasn't a Spider Man movie. Yeah, so I didn't go in expecting a Spider Man movie, and I was entertained. I thought I thought um, dude, Tom Hardy did pretty good as. As Eddie Brock, I liked mm-hmm. the interaction between him and the and the symbiote. I thought it was funny. It was entertaining, right? Right. But I wasn't expecting the Spider-Man movie. Everybody was pissed off. There wasn't this and there wasn't that. And it's like it's not a Spider-Man movie. <laughs> you know? Sometimes you got to leave the expectations, right? Because they're not going to give you what you expect. Yeah, I learned that from watching Catwoman. I just wanted to, at least a cat woman, her name was Selena Kyle. No, her name is Patience Phillips. <laughs> I, I I have high expectations to a certain extent, but could you do, at least do the bare minimum of naming the character right? <laughs> yeah. Let's let's name the character right. Let's start small. And then we work our way up, actually. <laughs> and then, and then you know, um, Surfer God Thor, mm-hmm. what, what they did to him in the movie. First, first they made him a, a stupid, fat-ass drunkard, and then, then a, a stoner surfer, and it's like, mm-hmm. guys, you, I mean, <laughs> what are you doing? Thor's went through a lot in the MCU. Like, I, oh, I get people right. mention his, like, his storyline itself. If you look at it without watching the movies, you just kind of just, like, read it. It, it would be kind of cool, but the, the way the movies played out, like, that first Thor movie, you, you, you kind of appreciate it a lot more when you've seen him in other appearances, right? <laughs> it had the yeah. mythology around it. It had it had most things about it. I think it, what it lacks in is not showing more of that. The first movie was fine. It depicted yeah. Thor. It depicted Thor as a noble storyline, which I like. You know, yeah, I mean, the second movie eh, that doesn't really started, me. That's, I think that's just a piece of shit. <laughs> oh man, that Jane Foster lean was bad. Okay, uh, and then the third, mur- the third movie, you're just like, what are you doing? Yeah, and this last one, special, yeah, <laughs> this last one with the with the Zeus's orgies and shit. I'm just. <laughs> You know, I mean, I it just, just kept getting worse, man. Well, I watched, uh, I remember I watched Thor Love and Thunder opening Thursday, and I was like, I just think I watched a, uh, you know, you watch a movie, and you get up, and you, and you smile, like, I think I just watched a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was sitting there next to my 11-year-old granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what 
kind of references that movie made. I was so uncomfortable, dude. I was squirming. I, I just want to leave, but I couldn't like get up and walk out on my son and my grandkids. But, you know what I mean? It was like, man, I'm going to start saying, I'm going to start talking. I'm right. going to start. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want me to start talking about a movie in the movie. Trust me. <laughs> yes. Love and Thunder is the worst MCU film in so far history. Yes. But I won't put it past him. To bottom it, you like for me, <laughs> what, what really hurts the movie because because I I've read a, I've read a little bit of that I, I'm pretty sure I yeah I ordered that Thor God's Butcher book and the thing with Peter Fetterman a person like Gore the God Butcher the way they treated him in the movie is just so bad like it, it's it's a movie where you don't even see him kill people it's more like just Gore the babysitter <laughs> babysitting kids and I'm like what the fuck. Yes, there's so much. There's so much. Just, just so much bad in that movie. There's, like, fuck. There's probably like one scene in it that's like cool when they're in that 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 black and white planet. They went to that that black and white planet right. where it was shaped right. and shit. That's probably like the only cool scene they had in the movie. Other than that, that didn't movie they steal bad. that from? But but didn't they steal that from a Tom Petty video? Probably, <laughs> not probably. They, they, they probably they most likely. <laughs> You know, then what I hate in movies sometimes is motherfuckers just invalidate their own villains. Yeah. Mo no, sorry, they validate their own villains with their own dialogue. Because Thor is going to these guys and he's trying to get help because he can't. He has to try to fight this guy, and they're like, and then the, the gods prove that Gore is right. You're like, wait a minute, so he's not exactly really wrong. He's just a murderer. It's like, okay, fuck this movie. Burn it to the ground. <laughs> Take a light. Burn it to the ground. This is dog <laughs> shit. Like. Oh God! Like I, I love Thor a lot. It's easily top ten Marvel hero for me. But holy crap, have they been just treating him like straight yeah, horse shit? Just, you want to do a yeah. Thor five? Well, to be fair, for Thor the Thunder, they had a perfect idea. They, they, they could have just called it Four Horse. Easy, Four Horse. Okay, the next one I want to call you, it Five Horse, please. The one that bugged me the most was Ragnarok. Mm, okay, yeah, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because no Midgard serpent. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, um, Thor battles the Midgard serpent in Ragnarok, and the battle yeah. destroys the scar. Mm -hmm. Okay, and Thor dies. Obviously, mm -hmm. he gets chomped by Jordmunder. Mm -hmm. Okay, look, um, that was World War Hulk, and right. part of Ragnarok mashed together. And it should have yeah. been called World War Hulk because the arena where they fought and that, that was World War Hulk. That didn't have nothing to do with Ragnarok. Nothing, nothing, and more yeah, nothing. Yeah. It, it, the movie's a mixture of Ragnarok and World War Hulk, which essentially just yeah. kind of uh, – I hate people do that in the movie. It's like they have, these people don't understand. Like when you take stories like that and you combine them with another one, you essentially get a, a mix-match product. That doesn't yeah. do both stories the justice that they could be. Like Werewolf Hulk could just be an event movie in and of itself, and it so could Ragnarok. Yes. Yeah, like they're just wait. They, they, it's technically like it's the same thing people argued with the uh, Batman vs Superman. Remember, like they just took like big event stories and just kind of waste them in one movie. Yeah. That's kind of what Ragnarok did. Like if people just judge Ragnarok off his comedy, well, yeah, it's pretty fucking funny. But like outside <laughs> of that, like, <coughs> like like the story had I get I get what people like it. It's just more like. I just wouldn't have preferred if they wasted those good stories in that fashion. 
this is the whole thing that Ragnarok wasn't supposed to be funny. That's the end. That's yeah, Ragnarok the battle like, at the end uh, of time, right? <laughs> in the Bible, essentially. Like, you all yeah. die. This ain't funny. You're yeah, all this, supposed to be the real, <laughs> this is the real. This is the battle at the end of time, right? It's mm-hmm. like, no. It's not Hulk and Quinjet. <laughs> Where'd that come from? Yeah. <laughs> No, like why? I, I don't know why they couldn't have a scene of just Thor having sex with Valkyrie. Like, come on, man! Like, at least give me that. At least have him just pounding that bitch out, like something. I thought she was gonna hit on Hulk there for a bit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> maybe now she's a lesbian. Like, uh, kill me now! Just kill me now! <laughs> oh Lord! And it's crazy. I, I even in the Marvel comic books, I didn't like when they did this either, and I didn't like when they do in the movies. I feel like they just kind of well, at least the comic books they used Odin really well. I feel like the movies just wasted Odin. People know Odin's like, uh, just fuck. Yeah. Like Odin is a really great character for Thor from a whole bunch of different angles you could use his character. I feel like the that was the Thor's franchise biggest miss is just not utilizing Odin like ever. At least in a yeah. man a manner that was good. He just came off and just kind of walked around, said dialogue, and he just he, did that for three movies and died. He's asleep. He 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 cracks jokes. Mm-hmm. And his immortal ass died. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh man. I look, I love my comics. Okay. Yeah. But what Marvel and DC have done the last 10 years is drive me to be a stone cold indie fan. Mm-hmm. You know, that's all they've really done is just drove me away from the product. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not what we okay. It's not what the, the the creators intended. What they're doing with these characters today is not what the creators of the characters intended, obviously. Um but like I with the first Thor movie, you, you look at it and you go, Okay, Kenneth Branagh did like if people see Kenneth Branagh in his movies, you can tell mm-hmm. he likes attention to detail, he likes giving you that full aspect of what he thinks that time period and that atmosphere should have. It really feels like with every other director after him for Thor, they didn't understand that. At least he got it to a certain extent, but I think the only thing that he failed with is he had it over in balance. He, he didn't balance it out properly about the seat, the scenes and the settings type of one. He doesn't have that. And neither did, um, they got a guy who directed one episode of game of Thrones to do this with Thor too. <laughs> oh it's, God. It's, yeah. Um, yeah, Thor is one it, again. Thor is like one of the main characters in the MCU, and and you know they castrated his ass. <laughs> yeah, even the Marvel comics. Remember they they try to kill him off and they try to push Jane Foster's Thor, and I was like, "What is yeah, this?" That that was the worst part because they tried to push it for Civil War two. And like, Civil War two. What are we doing? What is, what fuckery? What sorcery fuckery is it? Civil War two. Yes. <laughs> And now they're going to do some kind of Secret Wars thing and mess that up. Yeah, Avengers, yeah. King Dynasty, uh, Secret and Secret Wars. People forget, Secret Wars is, uh, people hear that and think of that story. It's not a bad story. The thing with that story is that, uh, that story is not really a story that's great. It, it's kind of something that, it's, like fan, it's kind of a glorified fan service story, if I'm being honest here. Well, yeah, it was, it was a way to bring all these different characters to yeah. one story. Yeah, like right. the, the book itself is not terrible. It's not like an awful story by any means, but it's like it's not this big, great thing that people think it is. It's, it's what kinda, they wanted it to be. Yeah, 
what they wanted it to be. And the only reason that it had the longevity it did is the black costumes. Seriously. <laughs> that's yeah. the only reason it's people even remember secret, it, right? Secret, uh, was it Secret Wars? Secret Wars only introduces Dr. Uh, Doctor Doom. Yeah, you have Dr. Doom, and you have the black symbiote for Spider-Man. That's in that. I mean, outside of that, I mean, there's, it's, it's nothing else really there. I mean, I mean the Beyonder. <laughs> You know, they did come up with a good villain. I mean, these Beyonder, oh, we're we're in some fuck territory at that point. (laughs) (laughs) They did come up with a good villain for a big story, but at the same time, all the villain wanted to do was play Game Master, right? Yeah. Oh, God. And and you're looking at just how their recent movies have went. I just, I don't know. I mean, the Marvels is coming out. Uh, Yeah, great. You know what Marvel is (laughs) You know, Marvel recently, I'm pretty sure you saw that shit. Remember, they killed off Miss Marvel, as some people don't really, mm-hmm. I people don't give a fuck about her character, to be honest with you. Nope. They kill her off. They announced, we're killing Miss Marvel. We're killing the uh, Miss Marvel. Two <laughs> weeks later, Miss Marvel issue number one. Yeah. Right, First, if you're going to kill somebody off, don't announce it. That's yeah, yeah. Don't announce it. Make it a surprise. Yeah. Second, let that settle. <laughs> let the dust settle on the grave. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Look, this is the other one. Okay, Guardians Three. You took Adam Warlock, mm-hmm. one of the most powerful beings in the universe, and you turned him into a temper tantrum teenager or some stupid shit. Mm-hmm. What was that? I mean, I I look, I watched about twenty five minutes of that movie, long enough to see what they did to Warlock, and turned it off. Turned out. No. Um, these characters had they had a personality already. You didn't have to rewrite it for them. Okay? You didn't have to rewrite Warlock to appeal to a new audience. He would have appealed to the audience just fine if you wrote him the way he was supposed to be. <laughs> he appealed to everybody just the way he was. Man. I mean... Come on, Warlock is badass. He's not a little whiny teenager. Oh. <laughs> He's not a whiny teenager with a big sister telling him what to do. Yeah. <laughs> How, how'd you draw Tom Hiddleston for Loki? Um, I like him. Mm-hmm. I think I, he has. I, I think he has the Loki persona down. I think he has everything about Loki down. Yeah. The problem here is they just have been utilizing him properly. Oh, I, don't like I didn't like the series. Oh, that was awful. That was okay. I liked the way he, he was portrayed in the in the you know Avengers movie and whatnot. Mm-hmm. They did they did well with that. Yeah, but man, um, I, I, like just I, said, it's, I, I just hate how how weak they make it. People know Loki's not a weak character. It's like it's no. a danger. It's a dangerous person here. Like people, he's just treated like such a joke. And it's like this is a dangerous person. He's not yeah. like he's the god of mischief, yo. <laughs> He's a god of mischief. He can mess everything up just with the thought, mm-hmm. you know. So and give him no credit. No. As we uh, wrap this up here, uh, is there any shout outs you want to give to anybody, and anything else you want to say before we, uh, you know, head out of here? Actually, um, first, I want to shout out to all these cool people that are watching. I guess that's on Twitch. Um, I have a Twitch channel. I post everything over there, but I don't really have a following, so it's, <laughs> it's cool it to see you <laughs> you know, um, I, I don't even try. That's what I mean. It's like I could sit here and grind YouTube 
I mean, I could get monetized today, right? I got over 800 subs and 5,000 yeah. watch hours. I, mm-hmm. But, you know, as soon as I push that button, they'd be like cracking on me from day one. Why bother? I'm going to go build something where nobody can crack on me. And we can crack on any of us. We can all bring our content out there to the Roku network. It's going to be fun. Um, we'll have some uh, events leading up to it with all the people that have jumped, all the new shows like that have jumped on. We'll make sure people know. And we'll put some of their content on the YouTube channel going forward so people know who else has gotten involved. Mm-hmm. It's just going to grow, man. It's all, it's all that's happened since day one in the Facebook group. It's just grown and grown. Mm-hmm and grow you know yeah. um i hope you consider bringing your show yeah to the roku channel man. we're gonna have jerk made and pornhub ads sounds good that's on you man. <laughs> <laughs> no, no man i like what you're doing you know you're gonna build your own roku network for you know all the people that want to bring their shows over to you 50 50 split you know this this campaign right now you're doing is to get all the servers, you know, maintenance paid for and everything. So what, if, if everything, let's just say hypothetical world, everything goes according to plan. What is the future essentially? So like, let's say the next year afterwards, you know? Okay. Um, what we're going to do is we're, if, if we get the funding, we'll have everything up and, and, and started on the first of the year. So January 1st, 2024 will be day one of the mm-hmm. Madness Roku network. It will mm-hmm. run till January first of 2025 and if we made enough money to pay our fees we just don't keep going okay you know, i'm just gonna keep going and and of course like i said the, the ad space and and getting your show on the network the, the campaign prices are not what they will be later you know oh, for sure I mean, yeah if, if this thing takes off you're not gonna be getting them ad for a month (laughs) you know what i mean it's like this thing takes off it's you know it's gonna go accordingly but as far as uploading your content if you want to bring your show to this network do it through the campaign because like i said after the campaign's over you're going to be negotiating with max you're going to be interrupting his time for his publishing company and for all the stuff that he does Mm -hmm. okay he put time aside for us to do this now If you hit him up after the campaign's over, he's going to go, yeah, that's going to cost you a lot more. (laughs) So get in now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Get get in now while it's, there's never going to be a better deal for any of us to have our content on a Roku platform. Mm -hmm. It just ain't going to happen. And I'll say this to anyone, you know, uh, if you want to really support, you know, people doing this kind of thing. So you have your own established, you know, platforms and stuff like that. There's no better time to do it right now because, as you know, with the current writer's strike, there's no movies and TV shows getting filmed. So I don't know what you're going to watch going into yes, next year outside of the outside of the movies that they delay to next year. But that's like three or four movies. So, yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if they keep making the kind of movies they've been making, nobody's going to care anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we have some people that do short films Yeah, that are talking about bringing their independence short films to our network right we will be talking to people you know that like i know a lot of people in the indie movie industry that have a hard time getting their movies up on platforms mm-hmm. okay they just have a hard time it's not that easy to get we gonna make it easy <laughs> oh yeah people forget there's people out there that have been trying to get their movies that, that have already been completed out yeah. 
distributed, but that it's just so hard getting the distributed out on those big theater chains, you know. But that's also a good idea too, you know. Indie yeah, creators could movies. come to you and they could put out their movies there. That'd be good, actually. That's that's why we didn't close the door at comics, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, movies reviewers, I, I don't care what your content is, as long as it's stuff we love. Bring mm-hmm. it, bring it. Mm-hmm. Well, man, thank you for coming on for the first time. Can't wait to hear back from you in, you know, by January and we'll do a, a update, uh, yeah. you know, Iron Man podcast, well, see how everything's been uh, going. I'll actually. tell you what, how about we do an update? We have you on one of our shows when you sign up your show to the network. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> we'll introduce you to our people. That's what uh, I'm saying. We'll bring you over to yeah. one of our shows. Say this is one of the new showrunners. Go check mm-hmm. his stuff out on Rumble. You'll be able to see it all on Roku soon. Yeah. yeah. I'm ready for this, man. I really am. Yeah. Super hyped up. You're super passionate about it. And this is something big that could really take off, honestly. You know? Good. I mean, I look at um, Hart's channel, the one that Max made for Hart Fisher, the American Horse Channel. Eight million views in the last three years. We already have an ad playing on their channel for our upcoming mm-hmm. network. So we're already going to have our foot in the door. We're already going to have a footprint on Roku before we ever get there. You know. Well, we'll see you later, man. Have a great day. <laughs> Thank Good you, night, everybody. See you guys later. Peace.